0: The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family.
1: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Friends with Friends. I'm Pete Allison, this is Dave Cribb. Hello, hello, hello. Um, We should start with an apology, shouldn't we? Because there wasn't an episode of Friends with Friends last week. Uh, We weren't able to record one uh, because I was off... Saving the children, wasn't I?
2: Well, basically, there was was an administrative error whereby at the end of the episode we recorded... This is very boring, but I'm going to explain it because I feel like it's important. No, go for it. The episode we recorded just before you did a lot of running, we said, Oh, Pete's away next week, so there won't be an episode. And then we put one out, and loads of people on Twitter were like, "Oh my god, a surprise episode!" Yeah, uh, nobody sounded that pleased about it. Actually, <laughs> interestingly, I thought they'd be like, "What a what a lovely surprise!" And they're like, "We didn't fucking expect an episode this week, yeah, pricks." <laughs> anyway, so what happened was because of the delay in when we record them, last week's episode was actually the one where you were running around. So it's exactly, also a very yeah. worthy cause, and we do apologise to everybody that that flagged it up this week. Anyway, we're back, and there isn't actually any other business to do just from the end of last time episode as well because if you remember Pete we were talking about uh, literature and books in Friends yes. and I said oh there's only ever been four books mentioned across the ten series of Friends and inevitably that was uh, incorrect <laughs> and everybody got in touch to tell me so I'll just do a quick rundown uh, Flowers for Algernon that was in an episode of Friends thanks Patricia on Twitter for saying that uh, The Velveteen Rabbit remember when Chandler buys that book? Yeah of remember? course Yeah. yeah Wuthering yeah, yeah. Heights, Liam uh, messages saying Wuthering Heights was mentioned when Rachel goes to that, remember they go to the, um, the book club class, the late night class yep, where they course. read Wuthering Heights. Uh, and then uh, Barney on Twitter sent us a whole article, which I'll retweet later, about uh, all the literature involved in Friends. So we will retweet right, I that.
1: I saw that. Such, that's such a
2: specific thing for someone to write an article. Like, who cares? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it turns out, Pete, a lot of people, and this may be our downfall yeah, because we thought, yeah. who cares? And Blas put it to one side a couple of weeks ago. Turns out loads of people care. So we care. Because you care. Anyway, should we meet this week's friend? Yes, let's do that. Let's do this. Uh, It is the broadcaster, the comedian, the writer, the man, and a host of a podcast called The The One Show Show, uh, which I was on earlier this week, and a nice little bit of synergy. Uh, It's John Holmes. Hi, John Holmes. It's just because we're
0: lazy, isn't it? And we're just like... Um, go round each other's podcasts like it's each other's houses.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> so like playing after
0: school. Just, <laughs> yeah. Can you come round to my podcast and play? It's Dave, coming out. You're
2: doing my podcast tonight. <laughs> I had dinner at no, yours. No, he's got to do his homework. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was very enjoyable though. Uh, it's a it's, it's a show very much like ours. We talk about friends, but you talk about the one show. Well,
0: the, the, I tell you the the reason why I was in a pub clearly and uh, was just pointing out how many podcasts now there are. Well, I thought the world needs another. Yeah, that's what it needs. <laughs> up, but it? you're absolutely right. You just you do friends right there's one about howard's way but and there's you know the, the big american was like about the fan casts of the walking yeah, dead game of thrones and all game that. of thrones Westworld, <laughs> yeah. all this stuff right and i was thinking well all right they exist the world probably doesn't need another one of those but what if we applied that level of analytical rigor mm. discussion to the the program that least deserves it the one show <laughs> So that's what we do. We <laughs> Each week we analyse a week's worth of The One Show. And I thought it'd just be a little throwaway joke. But no, it turns out when you drill down, mm. it's bland to its core. Oh. And we go right down inside it and find out uh, the, the blandest bits and the,
2: the handbrake turns of the week and all that kind of stuff. Um, proving surprisingly, again, you know, people getting involved with it. So. I mean, the thing is that when I feel like when we ask people to come on this podcast, we're not really doing them too much of a putting them out of their way, saying watch 22 minutes of Friends. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I looked dream. forward to it, really. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. like, oh, what a nice excuse to pop Netflix on and yeah. watch Friends. When I did your podcast, which I've now done twice, John. Yeah, that's right. I had to watch two and a half hours of the one show yeah, each time. How long is the one show? Well, Pete, here's the thing. Well, it's Pete, half an hour most uh, nights, but on a fucking Wednesday, it's an hour long, inexplicably. Oh. <laughs> and I always make Dave watch the Wednesday. <laughs> Every time I go, which ones am I watching? <laughs> <It's> obviously <laughs> Wednesday. Um so let's talk about friends, shall we, John? That's why now we're here. just very briefly when we chatted earlier, just before we started recording. I feel like your relationship with Friends is a bit different to a lot of people we've had on the podcast so far who still watch it from time to time, yeah. casually watch it on Netflix. Uh, when was the last time you watched Friends before this week?
0: Uh, when it was originally broadcast on Channel 4. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we've had this before. Is this, so this I'm, is, it's because I'm old, isn't it?
2: I'm very thankful to you for this, John, actually, because I'm, what, six years older than you, Pete, something like that, five or six years older than you. And yeah. they, Pete, and a number of our guests have scoffed at me because I remember watching the last four or five seasons live on television. Which was
0: what, years? That was like... That was 1999 to to 2004. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But you're obviously uh, experienced enough to have have watched the whole thing. My eyes are experienced enough that I've
0: seen some things and the Friends is one of them. So you liked it when you watched it? I did. Well, it it was... I mean, it's weird, isn't it? Because people say it's of its time. And I didn't know, having not revisited it at all since it was on, I I thought, well, it probably was. And then there was a recent controversy about Friends being, you know, uh, oh, it's got all the, oh, uh, scared some millennials, oh, uh, millennials are all scared yeah, of it. So of yeah. uh, I, at the time, it was obviously the best sitcom on tell. Of course it was, yeah. you know, we it was re- it was required viewing. It was the, you're talking about it the next day, uh, you know, Friends, look at the thing that happened to Friends. If you were out, because it's on a Friday night, you record it on, probably on your VHS recorder back then, I can't remember. Um, but it was, it was required viewing. So, and, and of course, what you got from that is all of the storylines meeting each other and intertwining and payoffs happening in episodes a long weeks time later. after, the, weeks yeah. later. So, But watching one in isolation, you start to go... Now, the one I picked was actually one that set some storylines up right. rather than... A, so it was okay. Yeah. But I can see if you went back at, on Netflix and just didn't watch them in order and just randomly
2: did it, things would not join up. Right, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> and actually, Pete, you texted me this, didn't you? And you said, I'm about to start watching this, but I have no recollection of any of yeah, these storylines. It, or it,
1: Even the title of the episode, which we'll come on to in a moment, is quite a <laughs> distinctive title. It, it just wasn't an episode that I immediately remembered. Once I watched it, then yeah, of course, I remember that fact I've watched it like five to ten times in my life. But yeah, it's yeah. um, it wasn't one that, that immediately sprung
0: to mind.
2: I've just uh, also remembered that John admitted to me how he chose his episode of Friends. Normally we say, choose your favourite episode. How did you do it?
0: Well, I, I went on Netflix. Uh, and because I watched it so long ago, picking a favourite episode is sort of difficult. Because, but because I, I like to think that all of them were my favourite. <laughs> yes. Just like with the friends themselves. There it is. I couldn't, How is it possible nice. to love?
2: It? It's like your children. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I,
0: couldn't, uh, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't kill any of them. Possibly Ross, um, <laughs> but I but I, I I sort of scrolled through thinking, okay, which ones do I remember? You know, and I and I started to go, oh, okay, what was that one? And I I started season one episode one, just scrolling through on Netflix, going, yeah. all right, that the one, all right, that one, that, one. and then the one that leapt out was the one with the boobies. Yeah, by title alone. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Because from that, I didn't remember it either. But then I read the synopsis. and went, yeah. oh, I do remember that episode. Yeah. Because I remember pausing it, which is probably why it was on VHS, because there is a bit. Where Jennifer Aniston, at the beginning, <laughs> comes out of the shower. It's like basic instinct moment, but for friends. So she comes out of the shower and the whole premise of the programme is, of course, that Chandler accidentally sees her boobies. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you think, but, but that means I could too. Now, millennials... Right. Back then, this is this was fine that I wanted to see Aniston's yeah. tits. I realise it isn't now. I know the world's changed. Right.
1: Because I feel like this is a word that is going to come up a lot, I just want to make this clear. Uh, boobies is a word that I feel quite uncomfortable saying because I feel like it's a difficult word to say without sounding like a dick.
0: Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I utterly agree. I would have, even back when in the 90s when it was on, I wouldn't have said boobies. No. But I think it's an American thing isn't it? Yeah. I've heard it before, but it's always an American comedy mm. word. Whereas, oh, did you go on the roller coaster and flash your boobies? Yeah. It's that, but we'd never <laughs> say it here. No, it's like
2: a, I don't know when you'd... I think you'd, you'd ever say it. would say boobs, wouldn't you? Boobs. A push. Boobs, a push. Yeah. 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 But you wouldn't say boobies. No, you wouldn't. No, it's, no.
0: It's, it's it's something really, really, I know what you mean, Pete. It's, it's very juvenile, isn't it? Very it juvenile. is its And they even touch on that, though, don't they? Because she, Aniston says later, um, why are we calling them boobies? Why don't you call them my breasts? Yes. Or whatever. So yeah, she yeah. picks up on it. So it's, it was obviously a thing. So they obviously went with it because it was childish and, and yeah. boyish. Because mm. that's the point, isn't it? You know, Chandler, they're the, he's a the naughty boy and all the rest of it and he's seen her boobies. But then, pee-pee.
2: Oh yeah. Gets she wants worse. revenge and worse. she's
0: looking Now I've never called my penis a pee pee.
2: No. <laughs> and nor should you. No. I think it's important that nobody ever does.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> a
2: distinctly unsexy
0: word. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. And it's, I think that's what made me made it jump out of Netflix at mm. me, be going, That's 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 just ridiculous. Yeah. Um and then then, yeah, that, so then she holds this blanket up and and Chandra then says, I can see, I, I can still see a bit of... The nippular area. The nippular, which is yeah. a great phrase. An
2: excellent phrase, yeah. It should
0: have been called the one with the nippular area. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Instead, it was called the one with the boobies. And before we touch on the episode itself, let me just do what I do every week and read out the synopsis for this episode. Yeah, for In case it. you haven't seen it recently, uh, you can catch up. Series one, episode 13 is the one with the boobies. After Chandler accidentally sees Rachel wandering around topless after her shower, a chain reaction of nudity ensues where she tries to even the score by seeing him naked. She sees Joey naked, who then sees Monica naked, who then sees Joey's father naked. Meanwhile, Joey finds himself playing parent when he has to decide whether to hide his father's affair from his mum, and no one can stand Phoebe's new boyfriend, an irritating psychologist named Roger. So where do you want to start? The boobies? Do you want to start right. with the uh, infidelity-based father? Or do you want to start with the psychologist?
0: I think we'll... S- let's start with the boobies, because okay. that's the opening scene. Yeah, That's sure. the pre-credit, isn't it? That's Chandler just walking into the, into the girl's flat. Yeah. And that had been happening... Th- you said this is episode 13. That had yep. been... Ha- th- you know, part of the whole thing about Friends of just wander into each other's flat, no locks on yep. the doors, no, they just do what no. they like, right? And that's fine, they know each other well, we get that. But this is where... That whole um, yeah, we'll all be friends yeah. comes crashing down because she is in the shower and just walks out. Now yeah. in knowing, the shower with the door open as well. That's right. In the opening shot, if you look in the mirror, you can see bare back Aniston. Can you? Yes. So yeah, you Chand- can. I noticed that as well. Yeah, thank you. Chandler's in the fridge, but in the- beyond <laughs> beyond <laughs> it, you can see into their bathroom.
2: Oh, and so you can see... And you can see Aniston, topless. Is she in the shower?
0: No, she's getting dry.
2: Right, But her naked
0: back is is there. And if you pause that...
2: (laughs) You can see Jennifer Aniston's shoulder blade. That's right. (laughs) Which is what every schoolboy at the time was really aiming towards. There is another thing you can see in this scene as well, which you rarely get to see in Friends, which is the back of the apartment. Because there's... Did you notice that? There's a lot of reverse shots of Chandler. And where the studio audience would be, there's a wall. Yes, I hadn't noticed. Yeah, that. yeah. and if you want the lesser it. spotted other wall. Yeah, that that the literal the literal fourth wall. Where, where, where? So uh, when by Chandler, the door. Yeah. So yeah. So by the door, yeah. there's a wall, obviously there. Yeah, but yeah. then the the one that's at ninety degrees to that, i.e. the wall that's never there because that's the front of the set. Yes, of course. And when there's reverse shots, when Chandler's poking his head out of the fridge, and you can see the back wall. So they've, I think, probably recorded this whole scene. Without an audience. That's why. Maybe because, because of the, of the nudity.
1: protecting Jennifer.
2: Yes. Hmm. So then as the um, plot summary has given away completely, there's this sort of strange... Like, sexual harassment tennis that then goes on. <laughs> That's a very good way of describing <laughs> it, it. It is,
0: and I think you've just pitched a show.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very Partridge title, <laughs> isn't it? It really is. Sexual harassment tennis. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and they, uh, because, uh, again, this is, it was a different time, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, yeah. but it doesn't feel like an appropriate response. I I agree. Now, I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen anyone's... Uh,
0: areas accidentally mm. so I, I don't know whether the natural response is to go oh my god you've seen mine I must see yours you yes. know you show me you know, mine your thing school thing certainly not from women because women uh, I don't know but if, if you had accidentally seen their boobies I don't think they would go well I need to see
2: your cock no and Sorry, in pee pee. <laughs> yes in fairness it's not her that suggests it it is Ross that's true actually yeah. she
0: goes along with Of course, it sm- sm- yeah. course it's Ross of <laughs> course it's
2: <laughs> Ross it's yeah. Ross yeah, it's so Ross. Ross who- has this strange journey in this sh- in this episode because as, when we first find out about it, he's obviously in this stage of fan- fancying Rachel. Yeah. But they're mm. not, I don't think they're together at this point. Again, it's hard to tell out of context, yeah. but I don't think they're together at this point. And Ross is obviously very jealous that Chandler's seen Rachel's it's, boobies. Actually, that scene is really well played. Mm. In, in all seriousness,
0: there's a bit... When he finds out about the boobies, he actually acts with his face and looks jealous. Yeah. And, and then says... Hang on, what do you mean you saw her? Doesn't he? Yeah. And I thought that was going to be the plot initially. I thought, you know, first time I saw it, I thought, okay, this is going to be about Ross's jealousy. Yeah. But no, he encourages yeah. her to go and look at his cock. Yeah. Which pee-pee. you wouldn't pee-pee, do. PP. But you wouldn't do that if you were jealous, would you? You wouldn't, no. go, you wouldn't go. Oh, he's see your tip. Why don't you go and look at his pee pee?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's very strange, isn't it? Yeah. He really comes full circle on that. Yeah. Almost immediately, um, and then actually, strangely enough, and then this happens quite a lot in Friends episodes. This is the title. For <laughs> this is the titular plot of the episode. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks, everyone. Uh, Very good. But nothing really happens. (laughs) No. Because Rachel walks in on Joey... Yep. ...and makes the error. And then the the entire rest of that plotline is sewn up after the end credits. That's right. Nothing else happens. Yes, yes that's true. The whole yeah. rest it's almost of the like that's
0: the C plot, but they've yeah. gone with it as the title just mm. to get the word boobies in there. Yeah, they're just really yeah. Yeah, if, the called, if it was called the one with Joey's dad, it wouldn't be as interesting, no. would it? So that's why.
1: Because there's, that really, there's that really quick jump, isn't there, between uh, Joey walking in on Monica and then all of a sudden Monica is dressed, it's a different day, and she's walking into the other flat to try and see Joey. It, yeah. It,
2: it ties it all up very, very quickly. And did you notice when Joey walked in on Monica and you hear the shower going, and she he walks in, she screams, and then she follows him immediately out of the bathroom with a towel on. Yes, like that yeah. <laughs> was too quick. She was not in the shower. So that, but that's basically it, isn't it? That's the whole summation of that plot line. That's that's it gone. Bit yeah. of it's not the technique. deepest plot in the whole
1: of Friends, is it? It's it's pretty basic.
0: But I can see that. But it isn't. Uh, but it's interesting with the with the you know through the prism of time, mm. isn't it? Because that. Plotline wouldn't get written into a sitcom now, no, because no. of all the reasons we're, ju- we're we're making light of, ha ha ha, because that was Friends, but in reality, of course, yeah, in terms of going, brilliant, let's oh, let's watch a sitcom, let's see Mrs Brown's booby. Well, actually, no, that's a bad example. They would do that on that, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? There's yeah. there's no way that that sort of what it does amount to sexual
2: harassment yeah. would happen in a mainstream sitcom. No, no, it's very strange, isn't it? <laughs> Right, let's talk about Phoebe and Roger, shall we? Yes! So this is the, probably the second. Most prevalent plot in the thing, yeah. I think Joey and his dad is the most is the most throughout, isn't it? Now, can we talk about Roger?
1: The strange thing about Roger is that at the start when he's just talking and being quite a normal, standard person. Rachel and Monica seem to say something to Phoebe about how like in, like incredibly cute he is and stuff. He's like, it's not cute in the slightest. Look right. at his hair and his glasses. Like nothing about him it is cute.
2: It doesn't make any sense that that's. So I watched is. that and I wanted to pick your brains on this, Pete,
1: as the resident homosexual. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, but because oh, I'm I the a box-ticking podcast, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we really cast this. Um, but I watched it and they sort of went, oh, he's so cute. He's so dreamy or something like that. And I, I looked at him and thought, he's got weird long greasy hair yeah. an odd face yeah. can I just point out though he has got the same glasses as you Dave Yeah, yes, he
0: does <laughs> to me I mean, <laughs> I mean Pete just dished them but I'm looking at you going Dave's got the same glasses as that
1: if he is supposed to be dreamy and if that is supposed to be what he is like and then we discover later that his personality is flawed and that he's not a very nice person it's bad casting because I can understand who it could go from look how perfect he is because he looks so great and he's so nice to Phoebe oh wait he's a massive twat
2: like, yeah. I can
1: understand if that's the story but it's not looks like like a twat is a twat. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. There's
2: no real surprise. He did there. look
0: though like a psychiatrist, didn't it? I mean, yes, they, they dressed they him. to look, It's <laughs> like they'd gone psychiatrist 101. Fetch the costume designer. That's what you're going to look yeah. like. And that it, that was it. That's what you're going to uh, get. That's what you're going to get. It, I liked the I liked the development of the hatred for him, mm, yeah. which started off, you know, because he was all very jovial on the sofa in Central Perk, Yeah. And it was quite, from a writing point of view, I thought it was really well done, the way they went from boyfriend to just picking a bit of a hole in Chandler. Yeah. And Chandler's the one, he's the funny guy. So to pick on, it's actually quite a psychiatry joke, to pick on the funny guy using it as a defence mechanism. What I liked about it is they almost used the episode to start analysing... The, the makeup friends. of friends itself yeah. just 13 yeah. episodes into season 1 it it, it rang absolutely true because you're probably watching it at home thinking okay i've got the measure of these people yeah. now and i see their relationship but it is dysfunctional mm. that's the point
1: he mm. goes he makes that speech doesn't he when when he's sort of at the end of his relationship with phoebe and he sort of lets it all out about what he thinks about the group he describes them as dysfunctional and takes the mick out of the fact that they're always in that coffee shop and it is quite a um, what's the word? It's quite a like a an assa- a character assassination of all of them, isn't and it? And it's
0: self-aware, isn't it? As well, it's just it's going. Yeah, yeah. we all think this. Yeah. We like we like watching it. Yeah. for all of those reasons. But this is self-aware now. It's turned on itself, and there's a writer going, maybe it was his last day, and he's going, I'm going to invent this Roger character. You all hate me, and I'm going to give you a character you hate that's going to rip you apart. And it just went on to greater success. But but that was, I thought that was really interesting, the way it just sort of pulled them into bits. Yeah, and it
2: really trickled it down, didn't it, as well it trickled through the thing. Talking of Roger himself, though, his social behaviour is appalling. All he does is turn up to social events and start analysing people. And you think, if you were a psychologist... yeah. You'd leave that at home, wouldn't you? Well, well. You
0: say that. My mum was a psychoanalyst before she Oh, interesting. Retired. Oh, we've got a
2: real-life example there, Pete. Yeah. So, um <laughs>
0: So, but she trained, she was a nurse originally. So she, she was, a. Um, when I was growing up, she worked in hospital, she was a nurse. But then later on, she retrained. When I went off to university and she sort of stopped nursing, she decided to retrain as a, a, a psychoanalyst. Yeah. Which is kind of years of stuff. And you have to go to therapy yourself, all that kind of stuff. But what it does, it turns you into an analysing machine. So actually it rang quite true with me. Does it? Because I don't think my mum, she doesn't do it now, because she's retired from that as well. But <laughs> she, at the time, she was really into it. You know, uh, I'd go home for Christmas uh, from being a student and we'd all sit around the Christmas table, you know, and my sister Vicky would go, um, sorry, could you pass the, uh, could you pass the stuffing? And there were several stuffings. And then uh, dad would go, yeah, which, which one? She'd go, oh, the, um, that, that, the, the, the sort of fruit, the fruit stuffing. And my mum would go, oh, it's interesting you should choose that one. (laughs) (laughs) and <laughs> we don't go what are you what? doing why are you analysing Christmas she Stuffed? just
2: likes fruit stuffing she,
0: yeah it did nothing. no she likes fruit stuffing because it's uh, it's slightly different to the other ones and that's yeah. the way no
2: yeah. oh, she man. just likes
0: the stuff. so my mum would do this really? uh, yeah completely it was now, an but in she... joke in our family so, so
2: I, I, I can that's plausible within the family scenario would she then go to other social functions I don't know I never went out with that <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing I was going to mention
1: is the fact that they all hate Phoebe's partner and I think there is quite a relatable thing and in... we all have one friend whose partner is an absolute cock and uh, (laughs) I like how open they are. They sort of drop their guard and like, you know what? No, we hate him. Can't stand him. I respect that.
0: I do. And I like the gradual hate because obviously Chandler, straight away, I hate him. Uh, And then it, then, you know, there's that sort of quick cutting stuff between him and like, well, he starts on Monica, doesn't he? And then Ross Ross and Monica, then Ross gets involved first and then Monica then physically, this is an interesting bit of blocking, I thought, actually, Mm. around the the ubiquitous table in the girls' flat. Uh, So you've got uh, Roger on one side talking to Ross about sibling rivalry. And he says something about, you you probably went out with, you married a lesbian... Uh, be, he starts analysing his marriage to because compensate to compensate because your you're a success failure. in the yeah. eyes of your parents and you probably married a lesbian because you knew it would fail and that made you not look as successful in the eyes of your parents because you were protecting your sister yeah. uh, because she's a failure, <laughs> right? And she she comes she's not quite in shot, Monica, at that point, and she's mixing a bowl of chef stuff like yeah. she does, and then she just sort of <laughs> leans into the shot almost and goes, "Sorry, back up. What was that?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then he but then she physically. Moves to be on the side of Roger. Did you notice that? Yeah. Leaving Ross isolated on that side of the, and the table. The three of them are on that. And the side. three of them are on that side, going, going. So I'm a failure, Ross. Yeah. Because he's he's created a division and she's joined his side. And then that gets reversed. And then he has Then he talks to you know Jennifer Aniston for a bit. But I thought that was really interesting, the way that it was done. Because you th- think, it's just jokes, a sitcom. It's just some jokes, isn't it? Mm. That's all you're doing. It's just jokes and it's funny. And that. No, it isn't that. It's much more than that. Because that is something, a physical bit of comedy going on to explain a whole load of stuff that you didn't need to do in words. And I'm glad you didn't because yeah. you did it with one move of a character. And, and it's quite it amazing
2: early. that nobody probably noticed that. And it's taken 24 years of people analysing it really too closely <laughs> on a podcast for that writer or director's yeah. blo- blocking. If they listen and- to this, they yeah. go, yes! Yes! yes, at last, yeah. oh yeah,
0: <laughs> they've done it. Thank God for podcasts which weren't even invented when we did this thing. <laughs>
2: There was one very other strange tiny bit of a um, uh, physical movement in that bit. So when Monica did move around with the mixing bowl, did you notice that just in the middle of the scene, Roger leaned over, stuck stuck his fingers in her bowl of cooking and just started to eat it? Again... Clever, because what he's doing there is bringing her
0: into the scene, yeah. and it's sort of saying, "Look, well, I, I can just analyse this. Yeah. I can analyse you, you, and your cooking." And yeah. it's a, quite a clever, again, mad, direct. To listen, to this going, "Yeah, again, yes. <laughs> yes, I had the idea with the bowl." Yeah. Yes,
2: <laughs> But on a <the> very <laughs> plain social level, that's very rude for people you've never really exactly. met before. So
0: had to, had, actually had two reasons to do it mm. because it's he's do he's over familiar. He and, and so if you're not if you've not got yet that this man is too familiar and over familiar with the characters. He's going to put his hand, his hand in the cooking, in the raw yeah. cooking, and just start eating yeah. it. So, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, we need to give it more credit. It's yeah. a, a classic. No, well also, done.
2: boobies. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring it back to the real topic at heart here.
1: Dear podcast connoisseur, it's entirely evident that you know your podcast stuff. Why else are you here? That's why I'm here to recommend SmashPod. What a helpful chap. Now, SmashPod is a podcast celebrating all the Bond films and Bond-related films by those who enjoy, hate, or, you know, just aren't asked about them. Hosted by me, John Rain.
2: If he's half the genius they say he is, we're in for real trouble.
1: So why not join me as I delve deeply into Bond and Bond-related films, tackling a different film in each episode with an exciting guest by my side. <laughs> I promise... You'll we'll have a lovely time.
2: That's putting it mildly, 007.
1: Oh, shut up,
2: Q. Put your fingers away, for God's sake. I hope you don't snore, Q. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Right, Joey, Joey's dad, Joseph Senior. Yeah. Uh, This is actually quite a Joey-centric episode, which you don't get a lot of in Friends. uh, Again,
0: I don't know... uh, Because I only went back and watched this one, Mm. I probably need to go back, uh, but you'll be able to tell me this, um, uh, both of you, because have we seen this side of Joey up to now? Or is this the first time Joey is something other than just something nice to look at that's a bit of the dim one?
1: Yes. This is the thing that we tend to, we we seem to have spotted uh, over the course of this podcast is that Joey, early Joey, um, is is quite sensible. He's not an idiot that he he becomes. And it's particularly evident in this episode that you've chosen, John, because Joey is like mediator between his parents and he's being an adult and he's being the one, he's got some like moral high ground that he's sticking to. And it's one of the first episodes where, well, I feel like it's completely different Joey to what it would be in say season eight, nine,
0: 10. Yeah, I agree. and And what's interesting as well is it has that, it's the character we would expect this behaviour from Mm. because Joey's the sort of you know uh, the the lady killer or whatever he's supposed to be yet he has a moral problem with his dad doing a similar thing and again, it starts to bring psychiatry into it, weirdly, doesn't it? Because it's kind of the you know the sins of the fathers and all that, and you know, and if your parents are like that, then you might be like that because you can't help that. That's just how you're programmed. Yeah. So there's a bit of that going on as well. If you start going, to the director going, yes, I know. <laughs> yes, is what I tried to do. Um,
2: <laughs> I'm going to ring the director, Alan, Alan Myerson. Get, yeah. Uh, this.
0: I'll bet you he'd go. actually, I didn't know any of this either. Well done, everyone. But, but it, I thought it was interesting because it, it does give Joey depth, which ordinarily yeah. and certainly later, you're right, he didn't necessarily have. So, I uh, decided not to go with it, but, but it, it, it gave him some humanity, I suppose, in mm. a way or something. It, yeah. yeah, just you know. For, and then, but then there was that scene when he's in bed with Chandler uh, for reasons I'm sure we'll get to in a moment, <laughs> where they have quite a deep conversation, and it's clear that Joey is, uh, you know, has g- tons of girls or whatever, but he's still saying. But when I meet, there was actually a really good joke. It's actually, really, very, yeah. very the good punch of the whole the punch. Yeah. plot very good when he when he talks about. Um, you know, but one day when I do meet the one, yeah, you know, I'd like that to you know to to be to, to think I'd be man enough to whatever. And Chandler goes I think I think I think you would be if you, yeah. if if you. Uh, well, how does it go? I don't he want to says. Do uh, he here. says,
2: uh, and I like to think that you are the sort of person that when you meet the perfect girl, you'll be able to say, "No thanks, I'm married." <laughs> <laughs> And it's a really great,
0: pull the rug out from underneath yeah. that scene. Yeah. Um, and then there's some banter about them touching each other in bed.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's, it, is, it is clever. Can we talk about why they're in bed together? I think, I think is, we probably this should. This isn't the dynamic of two people living together. And I was thinking about this in reality. and this is so, so, so so Joey finds out that his dad is having an affair. She inexplicably then just turns up at Yeah, his that's apartment. not really explained, is it? No. She, she just happens to be there.
0: Yeah, what I mean is, it explained why Joey's dad. I mean, he's in town for work. Am I right? We presume because we're work. not really told. But no. he arrives with a briefcase. Or something yeah. at one. point.
1: seemingly the only time in all of Friends that his dad has to come into uh, New York for for
0: work yeah. or Central New York, or certainly stay there when presumably yeah. the affair lady lives also in New York. Does yeah. she? Yeah, so why isn't he staying to, to with in. to pop in? Yeah, and what, so why isn't he staying with her anyway? No.
2: And it's a kind of weird. Yeah. And then she turns up uninvited by anyone—not yeah. Joey, not Joey's dad—to yeah. bring his his hair, his good <laughs> his hair. <laughs> and again in the writers' room, what's the reason we can have? Yeah. What's the MacGuffin?
0: <laughs> Why has she come round to, to to wait in a hallway because she's brought his hair, <laughs> which isn't mentioned again?
2: No, never mentioned, and we don't see him with hair no. at any point. So
0: what? Yeah, he could have—I don't know—left his lunch. I don't know anything.
2: <laughs> no, exactly. And then so she's there, and then. They're going to go to a hotel, but Joey's like, no, you're going to stay here and you're going to be in separate rooms. And he just offers Chandler's room up.
0: Yes, without Chandler without, worrying
2: about it at all. With, and Chandler is just. And the thing is, I'm. Sh- I think I remember a different version of this, and I wonder if it's been edited for Netflix, where Chandler does make some sort of fuss and is like, "Hang on, where am I going to sleep?" But for tightness, it's just cut out, and Chandler just goes, "Cool, I'll show you into my room." And it's, it's like, a
0: nice line from Chandler when he says, "That's the," she said. "I'll show you to my room." That, that room.
2: sounds so weird when it's not followed by, "I'm uh, no thanks, it's late." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, a fair, that's
0: another good, very
2: good Chandler line. Cool. Um, so then, so so, but Chandler just willingly gives up his room. Yeah. For his. Housemate's dad's girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> without and batting an island and then they just jump on the couch together. Yeah, very strange. You don't really see that sofa bed, do you, much in Friends, Pete? That doesn't get pulled. No, out not
1: lot. used. No, no. It's almost as if it was just placed there for the narrative. <laughs>
2: but
0: they did pull a good gag out of the sofa because you cuts. You know, when you cut back to the apartment, uh, Joey's mom, yeah, trying to get the sofa in and struggling with it. Um, and he can't get it in, and then of course his mum comes in and just touches it. <laughs> he goes in, yeah, and, yeah, and again it's... a good bit of face acting from uh, from Joey there when he just looks because it's he can't dwell on it because there's more important things mm. to talk about with his mum. But the look on his face where, how did you do that? It's yeah. really nicely conveyed, I think.
1: Also, I, I really like uh, the way his mum is performed as well, because she's a character that we don't see very often. I'm guessing this is actually the first time she's in it. And then as soon as she walks in that room and she kind of um, belittles him because she slaps him. She she I can't remember the words, but she says, she, she basically hits him straight away to know he's in the wrong. Yeah. And you instantly get that Joey is little boy in the presence of his mum. And she's commanding, she's like walking around the... The apartment, and she—you really immediately get a sense that she's
0: like matriarch of that family. You actually. do, and, and the reversal of when you know that whole scene when Joey is playing the parent to his dad. And saying, yeah. you know, get 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 to my room or whatever he said. Yeah, get to my room. And that that speech he does about um, my roof, my yeah, rules yeah, yeah. gets a round of applause from the yeah. audience as well. That recognition of that. So that was quite clever. And then his mum comes and re-owns parenting. Yes. So it's a, again, yeah. it's a nice dynamic. Turns it back on
2: its head. The you know what?
0: Time. There's more in this than I thought. Yeah, I <laughs> know.
2: what you? This there is there really is thing about
0: this podcast. Once you really start talking, I about think it? that I've just had an idea about the hair. Go on. What if it's a metaphor for covering things up? Oh, no. So am I going too far? I think. No, Do you see what know? I mean? So the whole thing, you know, it's all, we, we, I, we've now realised there's a dense structure to this. Yeah. But maybe the reason it is hair and not a wallet is because it's a metaphor for his dad covering something, up. something up.
1: And also when he's with her, he has the hair because he's young again and everything's exciting. And yeah, now absolutely. when he's without it, it's yeah, the it of his Yeah, it reminds him of his marriage. youth
0: and, and it's, uh, it's about the collapse of a relationship and about the cover up of something embarrassing that he doesn't want to be out in the world. Also, boobies. <laughs> Just to bring it back round. If we don't do anything hang else, hang on—that's covering up as well.
2: Oh, hang on. So wait that's a minute. True. Hang that's true. True. So
0: wait a minute. So you've got the covering up of an affair,
2: yeah,
0: and the physical covering up of something that shouldn't be seen, hmm. right? And <laughs> so it's all about covering things up until we get to Roger, which isn't. So
2: uh, <laughs> that. I have run out. Oh, but he's mind. the
0: psychiatrist, and both of those are psychological but theories. Picking them apart. Fair, thank you.
2: If we do nothing else in this podcast, Pete, we need to get Alan Myerson, who directed this episode, on, and uh, do (laughs) that thing where I suspect check
1: there is that level of depth. You know, when you're in like uh,
2: English literature class and your teacher's going, "Ah, this is what they meant when they wrote that word in the ninth sentence." You're like, "Bullshit!" Did they mean that? You have (laughs) retrofitted that to suit your bloody class. Well,
0: I've just retrofitted all of that to (laughs) fit my uh, friend's is more intelligent than you thought. It's very impressive. Yeah,
2: interesting uh, little side tidbit. We see Joey a side tidbit that was. The
0: beginning of the episode, day. <laughs>
2: Um, We see Joey doing something I don't think we've ever seen him do in Friends. Cooking. Yeah. He's chopping up yeah. some mushrooms.
1: Yeah, it seems to be reasonably competent at as well for someone who then goes on to
2: continuously eat takeaways. Yeah, two pizzas all the time. Um And I don't mean that up just as... Uh, it's, it's worth flagging that up just in itself because he seems... They never cook in Friends. But also, there's a line that I don't really understand in this episode where uh, Joey's dad says, You're burning your tomato... You're burning your tomatoes. Yeah, and Joey goes, "You're one to talk." Yes. Now I understand. I kind of, I kind of inferred a meaning from it. Yeah, but, but I don't it's know not what quite it, the right line, a, is it's it? It's not a phrase, is it? No. It's burning your tomatoes, a thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's been up all night burning his tomatoes. <laughs> I
0: wrote wrote it down because it jumped out. It did.
2: It was like, surely there's another
0: food metaphor for doing that somewhere. There's not, I don't know, you're cooking your chicken at both ends. I don't... I mean, anything but you're burning your tomato. It's not really in the writer's room. There's nothing better. Perhaps they were all concentrating on the deep covering up metaphors to come up with a tomato joke. They've gone
2: too deep with the rest of it.
0: Or maybe, here's the thing. So pre-fame... Joey Tribbiani, yeah, did what
2: Bef- before he what Joey before or Matt he LeBlanc? Was, Matt LeBlanc before he was Matt LeBlanc. Oh, right. So
0: in the, the, you know, those you you before they were famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The clip they always used to roll out. Yeah, of Matt LeBlanc was of him in a ketchup advert.
2: Oh, yeah. So he, he,
0: do you remember he was on a roof or something? Yeah, with some ketchup, and he tipped the bottle up and ran down the stairs in order to, I think, buy a hot dog from a street vendor, and hold it out and catch the drip of the ketchup. Yeah. Right. The premise being, this ketchup is shit. Because <laughs> 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 if it takes that of time for a manager to for some ketchup to come out, I'm fucking moving on to another brand. <laughs> but the but the but maybe, and we'll ask the director. Right. It was a little throwback, tomato-based throwback <laughs> to early LeBlanc. I think
2: we've hit, if we had an alarm here for really reaching, I think you've hit it. He was reaching, he was reaching he was re- out
0: with his hot dog to catch <laughs> to the To catch dribble. the
2: burnt tomatoes. Yeah. But is, you're right, it absolutely didn't work. It makes absolutely no sense. Let's Can we talk about Ronnie? Yeah. The, the, the affair lady. Yes. Because, I mean... There's not too much to say about her. There's a few things. She's a pet mortician. Well, oh,
0: but but hang on, let's stop there.
2: Yeah. She's a pet mortician.
0: I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's of a fair all point. the things. I mean, in, again, writer's room going, okay, so there's this. Uh, fine.
2: Uh, what is she? She's a pet She's mortician. A pet, yeah. Why? It just feels like one of those things they've chucked in, though, doesn't it? Like, it's sort of like, oh, that's a funny yeah. little quirky I mean, it bit. gets a joke later on. Yes. It does get a joke uh, based on... my keys. I want to go yeah. looking for my keys. Yeah, says. yeah exactly. But there is no other reason why she is that. No. uh, Unless it's just because it was a weird, quirky. I think it's just a weird thing, isn't it? But interestingly, do you know? So, uh, this this is one of the things we do on the podcast, John, quite often, is go back and look at what the actors behind the minor characters and friends did. Oh, this is a good one to check. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so uh, Ronnie was played by a woman called Lee Garlington, who has done. Bits and bobs, and she's been in lots of films, and she's been in an episode of The West Wing, or a couple episodes of The West Wing, and that's fine. But she was, interestingly, the woman that played Ronnie, originally the female lead in Seinfeld. That's interesting. And in the the pilot of Seinfeld, she was the female lead. Right. Uh, And then they decided that having a female lead with such a different social status... To, to the rest of the cast wouldn't have worked. So they wrote her character out who was called Claire uh, and replaced her with Elaine. Right. Isn't that mad? I bet
0: she was over the moon.
2: Yeah. As I got the call from friends came. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the one episode cameo. Uh, so yeah, so she has paved the way for Julia Louis-Dreyfus. There you go. Mm, there you go nice little that's a good well I'm glad you go back into there fact et for you you know I mean uh, there's
0: LeBlanc and his uh, ketchup ad yeah well <laughs> exactly. exactly and here's another
2: good one that I found did you see this one Pete the guy that plays Joey's dad uh, no I didn't I, I felt like he was vaguely familiar but maybe that was just because well, I've seen him in well vaguely familiar indeed Pete because uh, Robert Costanza who plays Joey's dad one of his main jobs is as a voice double for Danny DeVito I was gonna say there's a distinct Danny DeVito quality <laughs> yes, to him I-
0: Looks like Danny DeVito. Yeah. Looks like, though. Sounds like. Sa- I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I suppose yeah. you're absolutely right. He looks yeah. like a
2: larger Danny DeVito. Yeah. And if yeah. you can close your eyes and listen to him, he sounds like Danny DeVito. I thought you were about to say that they were related. No. He's a voice double, which, I mean, I don't know what that is. I know what a stunt double is. It's I, when
0: is it it's like when for DeVille, it's, yeah, yeah it's
2: when afterwards you've got to go
0: in and you go alright okay so Schwarzenegger's not coming to do his lines in Twins again yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so neither is De Vito but we need to retake that yeah so we've got uh, McBain and the, Robert Costanza yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly um, yeah. yeah it's very strange isn't it yeah
2: what, what an odd career path to have forged yeah. should we do the quiz Let's do course yeah so just five questions which i think are they vary in trickiness especially in this one there's a okay. couple of there's a couple of interesting ones uh okay so the lightning round uh question 1 when she sat in the corridor waiting for Joey's dad yes. ronnie is eating a bag of crisps and she offers Joey one she what does. type of crisp is it oh cheetos you're so close oh, it's a cheese close nip. a cheese nip <laughs> yep you see it
0: ties in with the tits again. It's, it's a cheese oh. nipple. <laughs> it's there. And then Joey doesn't take it because he's cross. Uh, yeah. And then Chandler just looks at him and goes, I know you're cross, but I'm having a nip. Yep. Joey's And having he's already an seen nips. Yeah. <laughs> it all ties in. Get the director on. There it is.
1: All right, question two. What is Joey's dad's business? What does he do? Oh, Christ.
2: Well, that's... Now, a- this is only referenced once as a clue when Chandler says... This is when Joey's worried about following in his dad's footsteps. And Channa says, well, you were, Yes, you, you didn't go, you didn't do it when everyone wanted to, you just going to your dad's mm, business.
0: Oh, God, what was it? Wig selling.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I
0: remember this, I, yeah. yeah, that was when they were in the bed. Yeah, But I can't remember, I can't remember what the yeah. uh, It's a pipe
2: fitting business.
0: Pipe he, fitting. He fits yeah, pipes. Yeah, of course he does. Questions
2: three. I feel like we're going tricky straight away here. What is yeah. Ronnie's surname?
0: <laughs> is it... Ronnie Ronnie like as in Ronnie Ronnie <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie. Ro- like the th- two
2: Ronnies like the t- like the t- it's t- not Ronnie or Ronnie Bar, Bar-, Bar- Barker Bar, Bar- Barker um, no. she references it once and again it's very strange oh, bit of detail yeah, in this, this episode. is good questions. Actually. when she knocks on Monica and, and Rachel's door to have a shower yes she names. goes oh I, I'm Ronnie X she says the surname for no real reason oh. as if that would really help Monica and Chandler contextualise her again I, now you've said it I can see the scene but the detail has passed me by oh, of course you right. it has uh, the surname is Rapolano. I wouldn't have remembered that. No, and to be fair, I misheard that's it. Fair. I had to Google it. What is Rapolano? What? Is, what is that?
0: Because what they picked that for a reason for her, right? Haven't they? They have. The writers have. They've gone. All right.
2: Let's we find out. Rapalano. It's Time to Google again. Yeah, what is a, a, uh, well. a Rappalano? Oh, I'm just getting tiles. Yeah, it's a tile. It's a floor tile. Right. Oh well, but, that's obvious then, isn't it? Come on then, Captain. Freud, uh, what's your... What's
0: floor what? tiles? Easy. Yeah. What do they do? They cover something up. <laughs> <laughs> they get walked all over. They get walked all over. Thank you, Pete. And they cover yeah. stuff up, don't they? They cover up the floor.
2: <laughs> I can <laughs> see you losing... Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not losing faith in my idea. No,
0: <laughs> no, they are a cover-up. Yeah. Like the wig, like the towel, like the uh, weaved blanket. You can see the... What is it? The nipply... Nippular area. Thank
2: you. Yeah. Cheese nipple area. <laughs> Another evidence of covering up. See?
1: Wow. That,
2: that is a deep level on on. Uh
1: question four. Which of Joey's sisters can't see her husband anymore because he got a restraining order oh,
2: that
0: he threw in that's nothing to do with the story. Again, though, yeah. like, you want to go, where where's what's that? Yes. What? Which <laughs> they sort of do. Yeah. And he goes, That's oh, nothing to do and then they move on. What does that ever come back ever? The restra- the, no, uh, no don't suppose it does uh, I, can't, I, can't, I don't know I can't remember the name, but I bet it's Spanish for cover up
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: also the name of one of S Club 7 if that, hopes, if that uh,
2: helps Bradley <laughs> one of the female Hannah. one of the female members of uh, S Club
0: 7 who was, hang on Hannah Bradley Rachel no there's one of those already
2: yeah. uh, I don't know it's Tina.
0: Tina, oh, the other one, of course.
2: Uh, Tina, I've just looked it up because <laughs> I knew you'd try and pick something out. Is uh, and uh, derives from an old English word meaning river. Well, what does a river do? Covers up the riverbed, doesn't it? <laughs> it flow.
0: It covers up. No. Absolutely not. It's called a river bed. It's a bed. Chandler and Joey are in a sofa bed. There's all talk of bedrooms. And the affair presumably happens in a bed. So I, I admire yeah, your
2: tenacity it, with this it. if I'm dubious. <laughs> uh, question five, uh, and I'll be honest, if you haven't got the previous ones, I mean, I haven't got not a in the name of hell you're going to get this one. <laughs> what is the name of Joey's doctor? <laughs> Here's your context again. Joey picks the phone up his dad while, she's, while he's on the phone to Ronnie, thinking it's his mum. That's right. And he goes, hey, Ma, I, just, I made the appointment with Dr... Dr. Bradley. Uh, Dr. Disguise. It's a card. <laughs> I am genuinely Googling the word to find out. Please do. I'll find um, a link. The, the doctor is called Dr. Bazita. Bazita? Yeah. Right. Again, they'll have done that for a reason. So uh, what's a Bazita? The Italian word Bazita in English means amazed, astonished, gobsmacked, flabbergasted.
0: As Joey was when he found out from that very <laughs> call, by the way, Ta-da! that it wasn't his mum on the phone. He was amazed, gobsmacked, wasn't he? Yes. Flabbergasted. His guest arg- was flabbered.
2: I cannot it's argue with that It's fair to one. say.
0: Also, bazita, bit like bazooka, that's slang for boobies.
2: <laughs> and that's where we'll end. There we go. Uh, it's a round failure of a zero out of five. <laughs> Uh John, you I'm more are than happy with it because uh, I did the psychoanalysis. Yeah, and no one else true. has brought
0: that to the party.
2: You've earned a couple of points through. Thanks for, thank you for that. No, he has not. You. Not official points. <laughs> uh, on the leaderboard, which we don't really keep track of because it's hard to remember. Yeah. But I know your bottom. <laughs> uh, John Holmes, thank you very much for being on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank, thank you, David. you, John. Thank you, Peter. Uh, and I, like I mentioned earlier I was on uh, your podcast uh, earlier this week The The, the One Show Show the, the One Show Show a podcast about The One Show uh, so do go and listen to that it's very funny uh, that's it bye Pete bye see you next week all the best actual bye here we are just us again doing the bit after the bit um, here we are we don't know what the episode is next week do we but we can promise you one thing can't we Pete there will be an episode. Yeah, there will actually be an episode next week, we, we promise. We will make that promise. We'll pop it on our Twitter when we know, f- at Friends WF, uh, because that's the nearest thing we could find when we were registering the Twitter account, wf for with Friends, at Friends WF, or individually we're at Dave Crib and at Pete underscore Allison. Yeah, that's it. Oh, Get it right for the first time ever. Uh, cool, bye now, all the best, bye.